When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by our Taviran Sir Nick. The wheel weaves the pattern around this young man as it wills, whatever our plans. Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt. And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering The Great Hunt, chapters 35 through 43. Yeah. As can I just say something, you know, right out of the gate. Okay. You know, we always kind of do my, sometimes I do my too long, didn't read. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say there is going to be a lot of thirst uh in this episode okay yeah my gosh man i mean <laughs> it's like you know we got loyal being like i need to get out of here before i get married right and then you've got all the girls you know talking about well if i don't get a mary rand i hope you get a mary rand he looks great without his shirt on you know what i mean right, it's right. like gee yeah. many christmas man <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's, it's I've always loved actually like that that um that layer to to these these stories, you know, that um they're either getting married or they're interested or there's some relationship that's that's going on and, and right. it's like the, like the stakes are so high, you know, and it's like but yet oh man, it, it's just kind of cool, you know, it adds that extra layer where you're like, oh, they're going to get in love or something's going to happen, it's going to be great. So, yeah, you're right though. It's it's uh there's a lot of that in these batch of chapters, which is which is yeah. cool. It's yeah, no, it's great. It's all comical, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. And I'm just starting to get, hey, it's you know, it's just part of the series, man. Everybody's yeah. falling in love with everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. last last time it was Celine, right? She's like the you know the the prettiest girl, like the you know most beautiful yeah. woman they'd ever seen. Right, right. right. I mean, geez, man. Right. I know. I know. Yeah, there's more of that uh, in in this, and it's that that'll be fun to kind of talk about. Yeah, because it's also funny because you know when we talk about like Rand and uh, Egwene a little bit, which we have up to this point, uh, and now we're in Steading Tofu and we're talking about um, Loyal, right, and Aerith a little bit, which is which is kind of interesting. That it's it's walking hilarious. around taking I, taking a look I, at him. You know what's going I, on there. I, I, 
I just think it's hilarious, right? You know, Loyal's trying not to get roped down, right? I mean, he's like, right. I got to get out. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Now, man. <laughs> Let's like, go. We, we got to get out of here. Like, <laughs> oh, which is that, funny because that was like that was like Rand last time, right? Where he's like, he's like, Tom, I got to get out of here, man. Right, like, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? I, I do read these with a certain like that. I, I do laugh out loud at, at points like this where I'm just sort of like I'm visualizing this in my in my head. It's just like big, huge Ogier who's like kind of shy. You would think you would think he's walking in here, uh, you know, among his people. This is a steading. He's going to feel at home, comfortable, maybe don't doesn't want to leave. But <laughs> the total opposite is is taking place. And you're just like, oh, my what's why? Why is he acting that way? And that's exactly what our characters are wondering, too. So. So yeah, we'll, we'll get there in just in just a minute. But um, before we do that, how you been, my friend? How's it going? Man, I am good. You know, this is a this is a good batch of chapters. Um, you know, we and again, this is something we we've, we've talked about. Is last time we were like, man, we haven't what happened to Gwen and I need. We didn't even talk about them, right? And now yeah. this this group of chapters is uh, really kind of focused on them. So uh, we're gonna be talking quite a bit about them and so it's just i think it's just kind of how it's going to go back and forth so some yeah. episodes just because the way we cover it you know it might be like hey don't talk to see rand in a bit right because mm-hmm. we're dealing with some of these other characters and stuff like that so it's, yeah. i think it was kind of nice nice change of pace for this uh this this set of chapters yeah absolutely it, it really does it um yeah kind of just this back and forth or whatever and depending on on who's lumped with who which parties you know after which task or or, or whatever i mean was something we knew in the first book uh, that these girls wanted to go well uh Egwene wanted to go and then now neve is sort of like i'm going because uh moraine i'm coming for you type of thing uh she wants to go to the tower and learn and uh, we talked a little bit about Nynaeve's uh accepted test and the, the testing that she went through and that was interesting uh last last time and now we're, we're going to go back there and learn a little bit about what it's like to be a novice and some of what's going on there in the tower and and talk to a, a, just sort of to get to know that setting a little bit more. And it's good. It's really good. And then it's, it's like you just barely get to know it. And then, boom, we're taken away from there and we're back on another adventure just so fast. You're like, out we go, you know. Uh, you, yeah. like, you, like you would think, I mean, what we've been told up to this point is that novices, you know, for years need to be there. It's going to be grueling. You're going to be scrubbing out pots and pans and stuff. And it's like, no, I mean, they're there for a little bit and then boom, we're gone. So it's it's fascinating. But yeah, good change of pace. Um, so, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, man. Um, hey, and we want to say to everybody out there, you know, uh, c- crazy times. We hope everyone's doing well. Um, we hope you're able to, you know, escape a little bit here into, uh, you know, Wheel of Time in this series. And, and we hope you're doing well. And, uh, yeah, just just um, stay healthy. Stay safe. I, I today, Sir Matt, actually went out and two things happened to me. I kind of wanted to share this because this just happened today. I am, I decided, uh, it was about a week and a half ago, to take uh, my sister and her kids up to this spot in Lake Erie, just a nice little park. I figure we won't be near anybody. We'll be in the car all the way up there. Um, we're not stopping to eat anywhere. You know, no, you're still being socially distanced and stuff. Um, but we're going to go out there and, and show my niece the lake and just have her, you know, have that experience because vacation is not really going to be uh, that much of an option. So we go up there and every which way I tried to get through Cleveland, it shut down, man. It, it yeah. shut down. And I was just sort of like, wow. So, I say all that just because there's so much you know craziness going on in the world, and we hope everyone's doing well. But uh, that was my day today, so 
we're this episode's a little bit um you know it's, it's gonna be like in the latter half here of the first but that's just because i was out there trying to have some fun this morning and it took a lot longer than i uh thought it was going to to drive up there uh and and back again but yeah man i mean geez i just feel like i just went to the grocery store for the first time and that was like a crazy experience right because like you know my girlfriend's a nurse and so like i haven't been going anywhere because you're just easier right because she's like you know possibly getting covid now like the city of portland's like shut down uh you can't go anywhere because there's all this other you know other stuff going on it's just right crazy crazy times out there man everything's just like everything's just all so yeah like we said hope, i hope everyone's out there staying safe staying right. you know doing well yeah exactly. exactly yep so um and i guess you know with that so here's here's some fun uh stuff we actually had some wheel of time kind of news you know so i always think it's neat you know when you when you log into your computer you get in you listen to the podcast or you go check out your wheel of time sources uh, there's some good ones out there. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out here. Uh, Dragonmount.com is a really g- great place to go. They're covering all sort of like uh, the news. So if you wonder where Sir Ezra goes, I go there. I also go to the Daily Trollic. Uh, shout out to, to Narg, um, who's been great about posting us in that Reddit. If you're into Reddit, that's a really good one to get into. There's also a great Wheel of Time Reddit as well. Uh, Sir Matt's way more uh, involved in the, in the Reddit community than I am, but it's mm-hmm. those, those are great places. They're great sources of uh, people are tracking down, you know, keeping track of what little tidbits have been out there. And you know, it's kind of funny as we started to cover the show and we started talking about where we think the show is going to go or what they're going to cut or keep. Like there were tidbits from like, uh, you know, a script or a cover that it, I don't know, like, like there is these little zoomed in uh, pictures of, of the table with the script on it and people were figuring out what the titles were and all this kind of stuff. It was, it was, it was quite interesting. So yeah, go check those, those um, sources out if you want some show updates but a cool one that I thought would be interesting for folks to go see is um, this interview with uh, Zoe Robbins, who plays. <coughs> I knew that was going to happen. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I've been sitting here like, oh, for the past thirty seconds trying to get that out. Oh, mm. I know it happens. It happens. Woo! Um, okay, so yeah, uh, this interview with Zoe Robbins, who plays Nynaeve. Um, she's from New Zealand, and it was really great. And hearing them talk about the production and when they're going to go back to finish up the last two episodes, knowing you have six of the eight done is pretty awesome. And it's giving people more time to kind of prep and prepare and make sure everything is just awesome for those final two episodes and scripts are revised and everything. It's, it's great. So um, go check that. I'll try to put a link maybe down in the description of this episode. So you can go listen to that interview. And then uh, Daniel Henney on his uh, Instagram account, I believe, or one of his social medias, was sort of doing a Q&A and was talking about the like 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 the sets um a lot of the uh, several of, of the actors I think it's been rumored or leaked that, that these sets for um the Wheel of Time are just phenomenal like they're they're absolute like people I think who even worked on like maybe Game of Thrones and right. they said it's just well, they're, they're and, massive. And what's her name the woman who directed episode 6? Do you have that? No, we don't have that. Um, uh, Whitf- but, Whitfield is her last name. Uh, yeah, Sally. exactly. Sally. Yeah, exactly. She, she, there's an, there's a, an interview with, with her, um, where she's like, yeah, I'm not really allowed to say what it is I'm filming, but it's obviously, you know, wheel of time. Uh, right. You know, yeah. she's like, it's an epic, you know, 14 book, book series, uh, for Amazon. Like, <laughs> but I, you know, like she can't say what it is, but she's like, it's the biggest production I've ever been involved with. She's yeah. like, you know, we're out in this huge field. I mean, I've got actors, you know, like over 300 people. We've got animals, you know, all of this stuff. And it's so it's like crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, and I was somebody uh, took an interest, uh, a look at the budget. Like this is how crazy things are, sir Matt. Right? People will call the country that is hosting this production, and they figured out that whatever they buy in that country or whatever they, however much money they spend there, they get twenty percent back. There's like a twenty percent, um, you know, they get off or back or money that's returned to them or something. And somehow someone did this ca calculation. Actually, the YouTuber is, is uh, Nablus. You can go find, if you just type in Nablus on YouTube, you'll, you'll, you'll find him. Um, does a great job of kind of breaking this down. But it, it was like the budget seemingly from what they got from, I forget what government agency it is, uh, kind of reported how much money uh, was being used for Wheel of Time. It's like an insane amount. I mean, it's just like the tippy top, like more than Game of Thrones. And I'm like, th then what we see maybe even like in season eight of Game of Thrones. And you're like, wait, yeah, what? Game, of, Game of Thrones was roughly 15. The final season um, was roughly like 15 million dollars an episode. OK, so maybe this is a little bit because I think they were I think they said based upon what they uh, they were looking between like um, 10 to 12. But that was right. not that wasn't that wasn't a salt. That was them trying to. Um, guesstimate this right. based upon what you know money that was coming back well, to the studio and stuff. It was, right, it was crazy. And, and and you know and think about this too. I mean the cat like the the cast in the the cast in any final season is always making like an insane amount of money, right? Yeah. Because yeah. at that point, like you have to have them. They're very important. You know, what I mean stuff like that. So like, um, yeah. And and you know the final season of Game of Thrones is like epic. They have a battle that is literally fifty five nights to film. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is the first season of uh right. you know uh, game of thrones um was roughly six million dollars an episode for like you know an average uh before like the final season right so sure. i mean that's so you're sure. talking so you're talking the beginning of this yeah as we said you know i keep telling people um you know because they ask me like oh you know like because i have friends that know i podcast and stuff like that like so so you know game of thrones so they always think i just do like one podcast right and so they're <laughs> yeah. always like so like so what do you do now that you know that game of thrones is over I was like well we still do game of thrones uh right. you know because we do right. the books and, and then i was like and i do star wars and then i do this thing called wheel of time and uh -huh. they're like i don't know what that is and i'm like oh trust me in a year, you will. You will. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. I was like, everybody will, because I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Game of Thrones level. I think I legitimately believe it's going to be. Um, it's the. I think it's going to be the next Game of Thrones. Uh, I mean, and and Amazon's because Amazon, Absolutely. Amazon wants that serious. You know, they want Prime to be as big as Netflix, right? I mean, mm -hmm. bigger uh -huh. yeah. than net, bigger, bigger than Netflix. And I mean, they, and they, they've done. That. I mean. I shouldn't say they've done that, um, but they Prime is does improve like every year. I do feel like Prime is improved. Like now sure. there's 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 shows on Prime now that I watch that but there never was before. Right. Sure. And so, you know, making like, strides. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like they have they have legitimate shows that I feel like, oh, I want I want to watch that on Prime. Like if the new season drops. Right. It's like, oh, I'm I'm there. Right. You know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, like they have, um, you know, they have Jack, like Jack Ryan with um, uh, guy, I always forget his name, but the guy is Jim Halpert in the office. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. And so like, oh, boom, I watched two seasons of that. The third season will probably be out in like August or September, I think, or when the other ones came out. Awesome. Great. I'm, I'm down. And so this would just be another addition to that thing. I mean, and so it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah, the fact that they've gone out and got uh, the rights to this this Wheel of Time, which we love, and then right. for uh, you know you're a big fan of Lord of the Rings too, uh, and right. it's, that they have that, it's just like yeah, they're they're ready to play ball. They're ready to really 
you know, go, go after uh, Netflix and other streaming services. So that's it's cool. It's going to be great, and it's 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 really good. I think right. for um, well, for all and of the us, mar- the, the, the exactly. Consumer. And the market's so. getting more and more competitive now because you know for the past couple of years it's just been Hulu, Netflix, and Amazon Prime. Well, now there's Disney Plus and you know HBO so, Max. Well, I mean there's been HBO, you know, but it was kind of its own thing. But now it's like, hey, we have a dedicated just streaming platform in in HBO Max, right? And so then you, now you have. Uh, God, I mean, it seems like everybody has one now. I mean, the marketplace is different. There's like a DC streaming service. There's like CW streaming service. You know, every, everybody's got one. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also want to mention, too, you know, as you said, like a year from now, people will still be coming in to hopefully, hopefully um, the podcast. And they want to learn a little bit more about this series. They want to jump into the books or after they finish season one. So we're here for that. And that's literally what exactly. uh, Sir Matt and I designed this podcast for. So um, we're covering the show on YouTube. Uh, we're doing the we're doing the reread here. Uh, by that time, we'll have a spoiler uh, series on on our Patreon um, feed. So, just you know, a lot of a lot of fun stuff coming down the line. So it's yeah, exactly. Really hey, 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 message to people in the future who are who are listening to this after the show has come out. Hey, how you doing? You know, yeah, because, yeah, right, exactly. Because yeah, a year from now, when the show comes out, people are going to be like, you know, yeah, you're right. I started listening to this because I wanted to read the books because the show came out, and so. You know, then they're going through the episodes systematically. So shout out to you guys. And, right. you know, hit Sir Matt up and say, uh, hit, Sir Matt, hit I us, need a book. Hit us up. Right? Send us, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not really, it's a raven. It's a pigeon in uh, Wheel of Time, right? Mm-hmm. So send us, send us, send us one of those and say, hey, this is me. So we'll hear, yeah. you know, we'll hear from you a year from now. Yeah, no, that's really cool. That's that's fun. And we get to do fun things like this. So please send us that pigeon. And by the way, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because I've been struggling with sort of like how our message is sent, you know, and we know that it's ravens and like um, Westeros, you know, in Game of Thrones. But uh, I was I was reading on ahead and I there's a lot of there's a lot of pigeons being sent. And I'm just like, all right, gotcha. that's kind of fun. Perfect. That's kind of funny Perfect. to me. So um, I guess mild spoiler there. <laughs> but uh Here's something though. We'll do this in the future for future listeners. Um, please send that pigeon to the horn of Valir at gmail.com because we'll do things like this and you may want to respond to some of this. Um, Lady Heather on Patreon. We, we got a little um, about to have some words here. I, I want to read this to Sir Matt and I want to get his reaction. He has not heard this yet. So, cause again, I, I, I try to run the Patreon and we're, we're trying to keep, um, spoilers right. out of this as much as possible i i know sometimes things uh, you know happen or whatever but uh, trying to try to get capture sir matt's you know reactions here and then sometimes we talk about our personal lives where we're from we we just you know uh, at the beginning of the show we're having like small council type of stuff um or village council excuse me so lady heather i don't remember when we said this but we must have dissed a a certain university or state <laughs> she says oh okay <laughs> I, I i do i do that quite frequently yeah yeah so uh i love you guys i hope you know that by now but i cannot let the diss on uh u of m university of michigan go unchecked i was born um at university of michigan hospital and lived in in ann arbor for many years my husband was born and raised in lansing uh, we are a divided house. My children have come to me and asked me to explain the ranking system. I told them on top is University of Michigan. Slightly below, okay, is Michigan State University. Your father will try to tell you it's the other way around, but we know better. Um, yeah, always listen to your mom, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, after that is every other collegiate team. 
Then, when you think there's no more, keep going down, and eventually you will find OSU. Don't bother looking, though. Uh, you don't ever want to sink that low. First <laughs> of all, it's the <laughs> OSU. Let's go! <laughs> Second of all, thank you, Lady Heather, for sending us that, uh, that message. Yeah. No, you know, hey, my mom was born uh, in the state up north, okay? I mean, so. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 yeah she was huh. born in Sa- Saginaw, Saginaw, Michigan. So, yeah. So, um, huh. yeah. But yeah. no, I mean, again, hey. I root for every Big Ten team outside of their games with the Ohio State University. Okay, you know, yeah, I, that's right. I, I, again, and then when it comes to bowl season, I mean, really, I mean, look, I don't actually like <laughs> hate them in terms of like I think about them and I just think you know like oh god I just can't stand them. It's some just people like, in our state it, do though. Yeah, <laughs> there are people in our state. It's kind of it's this it's every you know you have your rival you have your big your big right, your big right. football rival but there is no rivalry bigger than Ohio State Michigan. Okay, they're just it's just <laughs> it's bred into us. I mean literally. I mean you you hear people talk like anytime you meet somebody from Michigan you tell them from your Ohio or you're from Ohio it's immediately just like okay like uh, bro, like yeah, see bro. yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> like see you later buddy like okay like i i know. guys i i knew i shouldn't have read this to sir matt you know because he'll just it's go okay. down this like here we go it, like, it's no. it's okay yeah it's okay but no hey in bowl season i'm always rooting for every big 10 team i mean let's go you know you gotta go yeah because it helps us out you know it's good good in the future and stuff like that so and there go our sec listeners um, that's fine okay you calm down over there <laughs> I'm a big UK guy. I like Kentucky. All right. Um, hey, I like Florida. You know, Florida. I like. Florida. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, like <laughs> yeah we're, we're backpedaling now. <laughs> yeah. No, um, we we love you guys. We really do, and it's it's all for fun, and it's just kind of neat. So right. that's the kind of cool stuff, and we just do. I, I think when if you get a chance to listen to um, our kind of extended edition and maybe spoiler series, where I really do want to bring on Sir Nick. Um, I think later yeah. in the summer, I'm going to try to get him on. And, and talk to him a little bit more. And this, by the way, shout out to him. Uh, this episode's brought to you by Sir Nick. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, he doesn't trust Aes Sedai, so part of me is sort of like, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm also against you, Sir Nick. I don't know what's going right. on there, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. But the um, extended edition series is a lot of fun. We just It's more yeah. relaxed, and uh, and you're probably wondering, how can it get more relaxed than a conversation about OSU and Michigan? But, well, you know, well, it, it, you'll find out. Hey, and let me just say, out, yeah. right, real quick, real quick, yeah. you know. One just, you know, one final one final point on that. Uh-huh. If yeah. you're listening to this because a year from now because the show came out, don't worry. We will have beaten them again oh, for geez. like the 13th, 14th time, you know, in a row. I don't know. I've oh, lost wow. count. But, and, you know, just, just saying. Wow. We're going to have to. Oh, boy. That'll be fun in the fall. <laughs> It'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. It will All be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it will be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are like, oh, I can't. You know, what if there's somebody out there who's just like, I absolutely, oh, up until this of, point, tons of like, people hate, tons of people. They hate Ohio State. They hate Ohio State. And I will say this. It's like, I will say this. As a fan, here, let me redeem us. Okay. As a fan, I totally agree that we are the worst fans. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Obnoxious. We're just totally obnoxious. It's ridiculous. As, it's as, ridiculous. You, as you can tell. Yeah. I, I here, here's something funny though. I guess in in some you know if if you think you're gonna go far and find other there are other g- tons of great Wheel of Time uh, podcast creators etc. Um, but if you're a hero of the horn, you're gonna stay here. Um, exactly. But there are a lot of there's a lot of creators from Ohio. I've been surprised as I've gotten into this community more how many people are kind of from Columbus, which is really interesting. So 
Anyway, all right, we say all that just for some fun. I uh, just wanted to kind of address that with Lady Heather. Thank you so much. She's honestly fantastic, and, and um, you know, she's on Twitter. You can find her there. You can come over on, on Patreon. By the way, that's free. That's open for anybody. You can go in there and do, like, our, our um, chapter kind of, like, discussion threads. Anybody can go in there. You can create an account for free and just start having kind of, uh, you know, conversations and interact with some of those patrons over there. And those comments get read on the show um, a lot of times. So we, we kind of go through and find ones that aren't spoiler. And in some of them, if they're directed towards Sir Matt or like a reaction that he had to the book series, I go in and read those and even go back to some of the ones. Some people have gone back, actually, uh, Sir Matt, and we've had some new comments on like, you know, the eye of the world. So I actually think at one point I'm going to go back and try to find some of those that we never did talk about and maybe do a little exclusive kind of, you know, free thing where we where we talk about those comments and get your reaction to some of those, which I think would be pretty neat. So. Yeah, absolutely. I'm down. Okay. All right. Um, well, with that, we kind of did our too long, didn't read version at the top of the show there. Uh, so we are kind of, we're, we're ready to jump into this batch of chapters. It's going to be fun. Uh, why don't you just take us through, I guess, sort of a quick little uh, right. chapter 35 through, I think, 43. Uh, just yeah. the outlines there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, chapter thirty-five. The group visits Steading Tofu. Um, chapter thirty-six. The group try to use the Wege outside Steading Tofu, but find Machin Shin instead. Uh, Alar tells them to, uh, of a portal stone nearby. Thirty-seven. Ran takes them through a portal stone and seems to live a thousand possible lives. They spend months in the passage, which I this was actually my favorite chapter of the mm-hmm. of the bunch. Um, yeah, certainly I think it's the most interesting. Uh, Thirty-eight. Landrin tells Egwene and Nynaeve that Rand is in danger, and she can take them to Tomenhead to help him. Uh, 39, Egwene and Nynaeve tell Elaine and Min, uh, uh, Landrian, uh, told them, and all four go through the ways with Landrian. Um, 40, on arrival in Toman Head, uh, Landrian tries to hand over uh, them to the uh, Shanchan, but Nynaeve is too strong, and she and Elaine escape. 41, the group pass through Toman Head and Ran encounters Mm -hmm. Balsamon and Teleon Riyadh. Uh, 30 or excuse me, 42. Nynaeve works out how to open, um, an Adam with the power and Egwene is punished for channeling without permission. That's a big, uh, kind mm-hmm. of Egwene thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And right. let's just say she's not named Egwene after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 43, Nynaeve, uh, Nynaeve hires Doman to take them from, uh, Falma, uh, once they have, uh, rescued Egwene. Yeah, so a lot going on there. It's really, really these two. Um, so two, two things are happening. We're, we're sticking with Varen, uh, Inktar, Matt, Rand, Perrin, Loyal. That's sort of our main group. Throw Huron in there. I don't know if I mentioned him or not. Uno, Inktar, so on. Um, and we're going to uh, a steading. That's where we're headed now. We just had that whole. Everything went down in Kyrian, uh, and we're moving now into a steading because we're trying to make. We're trying to figure out, like, okay, so the ways were blocked there at uh, uh, Lord Barthanus's manor, right? We went down. There was possibly a way gate there, but uh, Machin Shin was there. The Black Wind was there. We we couldn't get through. So now we're thinking, all right, let's go to the next closest place. Loyal, where do we go? We need to go to the Steading, find another uh, way to catch up with Padon Fane. And it's like, first of all, Inktar... It, have I said Inktar is one is like my favorite character? Like mm-hmm. I, I've 
and again, I am way far ahead right now in the series, so I always love coming back to this, and I love that we're here right now, so I'm going to just kind of, like, go nuts about Inktar, but, like, just pay, I just love him so much, I just love him so much, and, but he is desperate to get the horn, um, and, and he wants to get the horn, he's even talking about, like, I'm going back to Kyrian, I'm going to go back to Kyrian and figure out, like, that's where we last knew it was at, pick up the trail there, see if I can figure out some more, you know, um, information about where it's at, but, for now, he stayed He stayed with this group, and uh, we're in the steading. And as we said at the top of the show, um, Loyal, not so much a, a fan of going to the steading. I mean, he, and I'll remind folks, what do you think about this, sir, Matt? You know, he left without permission. Yeah, he does, okay? <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta say, so, you know, especially because just where we left last time, like, they're going to the steading, and you're just thinking, okay, whatever, like, we're just, we're just going, because we'd already, we've already been to a steading, right? Like, we've, we've yep. already been to one, and so it's like, all right, well, like, why would that, you know, what's why? What's the big deal? Yeah. Well, yeah, what's, what's, what's the big deal, right? I mean, you know, it, I, I don't feel like we should be, be at all worried about going back to a steading. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, but then we get there, and really the biggest deal to me is first we meet a female Ogier, and it's like, okay, like, here we go, and, yeah. you know, it's like, it's just, this chapter, is it's another chapter, and just, Loyal is kind of this, like, comic relief character, but he's not, like, <laughs> clumsy or anything, it's just more like he's, he's, you really start to see just how kind of like young he is, right? Because you don't mm -hmm. think about him as being young, but sure. I guess just like in his like when he, he's talking and, and like unexperienced, right? I guess is uh, kind of the thing. It's just so funny, right? Because he's like you just imagine this like big, huge, monstrous guy, right? You know, and it's like it's like when you watch an old cartoon, right? And it's like you know, like it's like when you, when you look at it with an elephant with a mouse, right? Like here's this big, huge elephant, right? And yeah. it's walking, it's walking. And here's this tiny little mouse and the elephant, like, you know, gets up on its hind <laughs> legs and it's all scared. And like, that's yeah. just kind of like the comedy of loyal, right? Yes. And he's just yes. like, here's, he's like, he's this big guy. He looks like, you look like he could take out, you know, like, like a full <laughs> army of men. And he's really like, you know, this big baby and like, yeah. you know, and it's just, it's so funny. Yeah, it, it is, and it's like he, he's knowledgeable too. So it's 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 odd, right, to go from like Moraine turning to him and, and saying, "Guide us through through the ways, uh, tell us what you know about X, Y, and Z," and then it's like uh, then we're going back, and we're going back to a place, as I said, where this should be a place of comfort for him. But then we're reminded, oh yeah, he didn't ask permission to leave. Right. He could be in trouble. And you also think so. This is not his steading. There are multiple steadings, which is kind of neat. You know, now we're seeing these steadings with Ogier and like the these elders, which is pretty neat. We learn a little bit about um, their their culture, and he's totally worried that word has gotten out that like maybe maybe other members of other steading are are looking for him and that if he's around other ogier they might you know report him like report his yeah. his last known location or something or or make him stay you know so that was that is funny it is it is really really interesting um so i i guess real too i i wanted to get your thoughts on this so did you this took me a second i remember when i first was reading to think about this but he's talking about the longing you do, do you remember that when he was talking about how like when an ogier is away from yeah the, yeah right which so, is interesting they didn't really they they they, they like briefly just kind of talked about it right is it like so the yeah. ogier are they are they is it like 
I, I, I don't know. I guess for me, like, think about, like, I'm trying to think of, like, you know, um, like an animal. Like, I'm, I'm trying. What's an like animal? An that, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, what's an animal that can go out of water for a bit, but it's, like, got to go back into oh, it? Oh, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah. It, it's out of its, its, its uh, environment needs to kind of, it can't survive. Like, like we're, right. Go back. Yeah. Let me look. Yeah. yeah. I got you. Yeah. That is kind of, that is kind of it. I mean, um, to to really simplify it, yeah, it, it's like if you're away too long, well, then this longing kind of sets in. And lo- the way Lewis explains it is that he would he would know because they are worried. Um, Matt, Perrin, and Rand are a little bit worried that like, hey, Loyal, are you okay? Um, like you've been away for a bit, like, and he says that he'll know when that happens. So, but I just thought it was interesting because it's a big it's a tie into sort of like. Um, the consequences of the breaking of the world go all the way back to the prologue of the eye of the world and that, that breaking done by loose Theron. And it's like, okay, so because there's this taint on Saedin and, and the male half of the source that men went crazy, they channeled, they broke the world. It's changed thing. It's things it's moved people around. Um, that hurt the O gear in this way that, uh, I think it even, I think they go and I have to, Again, let me go back and refresh my memory. Yeah, um, they they called it the exile. Um, so they 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 were kind of um, searching for the steading, hadn't been able to find it. Um, the desire to know the steading again is what they call the longing, which which is interesting. So we got to keep an eye on on loyal because that's just something that he we know he's outside of the steading and he wanted to go see what the world was like, but yet is you know uh, could potentially in the future be affected by this so i mean idio gear could you know you just have to when you're way too long there's that almost like a calling like this urge to go back so yeah he says i will know it when it comes right yeah yeah and it's just yeah it's just it's just cool because now we have like another uh you have a longing right now we just have another kind of thing that makes it seem like oh no so the steadings they have to that they just have to go back to, right? And the settings is like the settings themselves are just really interesting because you know they talk about how dark friends can't come in here, right? And so like we're safe in here, you know, nothing yeah. can hurt us inside of a inside of a setting. And so um, I can't remember because we when we first went there, I don't think that they talked about like kind of like why they're powerful, did they? Um, no, so uh, going back to the eye of the world, um, eye of the world. when, 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 when they first go, go in there, there, which is like towards Elias. the middle, right? It's like, well, yeah, I guess that is, yeah, a lie. They go there with Elias, yeah, but then, yeah, yeah. So they when it's like when they they, they seek shelter there because they're being attacked by the like the ravens, I think. Um, and as they go in there, there's almost like this. Almost like you got goosebumps. Like you could tell there was a change. Like something was a little bit different. Uh, Perry mentions that. And I think Elias says to them, they, they're safe there and that they won't be pursued by Shadowspawn and right. that they, they won't enter there. So we know a little bit about um, the the setting. We learn a little bit more here in that uh, those individuals will not enter a setting. Uh, and that's that's just not... Um, so, so we're good. We're, 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 we're okay here. So as Rand actually enters, and this, is, this happens right here, so we might as well talk about it. Rand enters and he is actually unable to channel. He says that he, he says, um, let's see. Um, so I think it's Perrin is asking if wolves could enter the steading. Loyal says that only creatures of the shadow are 
um, unwilling, I think is the word maybe, to enter a steading. Like they don't want to. Uh, they're reluctant. Not that they totally can't, but that they there's there's almost like a ward against them, essentially. They, they, they don't want to uh, do that. So um, let's see. The Aes Sedai are also a little bit reluctant to go there, and that's because they cannot touch the true source inside of the steading. And it's interesting how each of them kind of handles that. So Matt is like, yes, let's get there. I, I, I want to get there because that's fine with me. Uh, I don't like this whole people having access to the true sort. Like he seems most, um, uh, what Rand is going through seems to really, not, not that he's distancing himself, but like he he's the one who's sort of like really keeping an eye on Rand saying, you're going to go crazy. You know, he's just, he's very blunt about, about how he's, you know, reacting to the idea that that Rand can channel the power. Um, so Matt wants to get in there. He's good with that. Uh, Varen is is cool with it. I mean, you're going into a, a peaceful, you know, a steading with a bunch of Ogier. So I think it's sort of like, what's the threat in there? You know what I mean? Like no one going into this steading thought there was a threat. And ironically, it's the it's the Aiel. It's, it's the um, who, who are there uh unexpectedly and they see the shanarans uh inktar and huron and they veil themselves and get ready to like attack so that none of that is supposed to go on uh in inside of a steading like essentially i think they even said they told inktar to keep some of his men outside of the steading i think i um so i can find that real quick but yeah i think they they had to stay outside because they only brought a certain number in and, and like, um, you know, just with their weapons, it's sort of, it's a, it's a place of peace. So Varen's not going to be that um, worried about coming in here and not being able to channel. Now, Rand says that he felt sort of like a relief because he, he's, there's a relief and a longing for him because once you touch the true source, like you want to have access to it. Um, it would be like in Star Wars, like in the Force, like if all of a sudden you don't have the ability to touch the Force anymore, like like the Force is life, and it's this energy, and without it, you feel it'd be like not having your caffeine. You just feel a little dull, like you just don't that you don't yeah. have the same energy. You're you're drained in a sense. Um, and in an odd way for Rand, that's a good thing because there's the the, the Dark One, um, has sort of tainted the male half of the True Source, the power. Um, so that's kind of a problem for him, but it's also like a blessing. Uh, so yeah, that's, I get in a, in a gist sort of what's going on with, with the steading and with the dynamics as they, as they, as they enter it. And that, so we did get more about that than we got with Elias because we have an Aes Sedai and we have these, these channelers who we know, uh, can channel and we're sort of realizing like, oh, okay, like this, this is why there's a big effect on that. And so when Loyal originally explained the ways Remember when, like, back in Eye of the World, he explains that the ways were a gift to the Ogier because they had sheltered men who could channel. Um, men, during that, the breaking of the world, they took men in, and men found relief there. They weren't going mad. The madness would essentially leave them. They could live out some years in peace, um, but eventually all of them ended up leaving the steading uh, for some reason or another, uh, or found out by, by Aes Sedai, by female Aes Sedai. And... Yeah, so he kind of talks about why the like the effects that it would have on a male channeler, and we don't even we kind of forget about that, and then it's brought up again here, and and we're like, oh okay, yeah, you know, so 
And that's tough because that's been a long time ago. And that's one of those things where there is a reward in that like um, a layer or a thread was laid down in this book and it will come up again in the next one and then we'll be reminded. We might skip a book and then there's another book where you're reminded of that. Again, you get a little bit more information. You know what I mean? It's like breadcrumbs, but you just keep getting more and more and more. And right, you're like, about what they are and why they're important. Yeah. And yeah, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, it's just because, yeah. yeah, I mean, as you said, I mean, the first time, now now it's like we're learning this this new thing about, oh, wow, like the, the longing, right? And that they got to they gotta do something. And it's not like, I mean, we're also, the Ogier and themselves are relatively still like kind of a new thing because the only one we've met was... Uh, Loyal, yeah. Loyal, yeah. And now we're meeting all these other ones. Yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting here. But, okay. So, um, yeah, I guess, right, you know, so they're there, um, and they're kind of, like, uh, you know, re- regrouping, right? Uh, and, you know, I just, I got to talk about it. What's, uh, what, uh, what is her name? Um, the, the Aerith? Aerith. Yeah, Aerith, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just funny, right, because it's, like, the first thing we see is this female, uh, you know, like... We meet the, we meet this we meet, the, meet this female uh, ogre okay, yeah, and she's like yeah. talking and she's talking to she's talking to loyal and I just said I just said I sent you messages I'm like I think this girl's into loyal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 exactly no that I, yeah so you, your initial thought is like yeah she's 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 into you know loyal and um I think loyal says he starts to kind of explain to Matt and Perrin you know like what could happen and you're you're like this arrangement. This, this marriage arrangement. Right. And they at first think, like, that's odd. That's that's strange. But then they all start to kind of think, well, now, now, now wait a second. Like, the phrase that we get with Rand and Egwene all the time is that um, that they were all but promised to each other. You know what I mean? So, like, it was never said out loud, but it seemed to be arranged. Um, and then they start to kind of think about just how things work between the women's circle and the village council back in Emmons Field. And it's like... Uh, maybe we do have some of that going on back in the two rivers. So they, they first kind of get on loyal a little bit about it, but then he, they, they quickly realize like, nah, we kind of have the same sort of dynamic, uh, I guess where, where we're from. So just in a slightly different way, but uh, y- yeah. So he, he what, what's explained is that if a young girl, or I'm sorry, a young Ogier uh, sees, you know, um, loyal may actually say to her mother, that she's interested and then her mother will contact his mother and then they'll make this arrangement and he'll have and he, I think he says he has no say in it you know so so it's it's and the irony we'll just jump right to it is at the end of this he walks away with the flower right from from Aerith right like she's, yeah. she's put one yeah yeah so you're like oh okay all right all right I see yeah I see yeah I mean it was just here, so. yeah yeah he's just like you know he's like he's like well he's like uh what's he say he's like you know we have to he's like if 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 I stay right, he gets married right. That he'll he won't be able to leave until he has gray in his beard, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's like, well, yeah, we so can we, stay or we can travel the ways. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. Yeah. So he's like, he's like, here we go. Um, the one thing I wanted to read, so for, just from that chapter, and then we'll move on to the next one, is when they first meet the the Aiel. So Rand studied the Aiel with an uneasy curiosity. They were what too many people had tried to tell him he was. Two of the women were mature, uh, the other little more than a girl, but all three were tall for women. Their short-cut hair ranged from reddish-brown to almost golden, um, with narrow, 
uh, shoulder length tail left long at the back. They wore loose breeches tucked into soft boots, and all their clothes were some shade of brown or gray or green. He thought the garments would fade into rock or wood almost as well as a warder's cloak. So, like, that was kind of, like, we're getting more description on the Aiel and who they are, and we keep, this keeps popping up, Sir Matt. It keeps popping up that he is, he looks like them. So what do you think about that? I guess right now as things stand, you know, like the idea that Rand looks like them, but he's been told this by the Omerlin. He's been told this by, like, his friends, now that they've seen Aiel, are sort of like, yeah, you look like, I mean, like, before it wasn't, it wasn't brought up. But now it is, and now it's it's more and more like you look like one of them, and it's actually alarming to to, to the point where like Aiel are not known to be in this land. This is not their land. Um, they they're from you know like across the spine of the world, you know, in sort of this desert land, and they we've only we've heard about an Aiel war, but that's. It really, we don't meet many of these characters, but every time we do, there's always a connection made back to Rand, right? Yeah, just because they, yeah, just because they look similar, right? Well, and I mean, this, this now is like roughly the first time we're beginning to meet them, right? I mean, we mm-hmm. uh, we hadn't really met any Aiel before, but they've just kept saying it and saying it. And now that we actually meet them, I think it's a little more apparent uh, to see that they do, in fact, look like Rand. You know, because yeah. I mean, it's just different. It's just different. Like when you're it's like, oh, we've we've heard about them and heard about them. But now that we're meeting them, it's like, oh, OK, well, I mean, they really do look like Rand. Yeah. And, and there's a struggle for Rand where he's like, OK, my father, I mean, when he when he's um, when their farm is attacked and he's taking him back to Edmonds Field and Moraine's going to heal him. I mean, he has that fever dream where he's basically like talking about how he, you know, like how his how his wife uh, wanted a child and, and you know all this stuff and so he's like now wait a second maybe so are you saying that like tam is not my father he keeps saying over and over he's my father he is like that's why he holds on desperately to the hair and marked blade my father gave me this you know it's, a, it's that reminder um but more and more uh, we keep hearing and it just I, you know logically i think you, you would say well he doesn't look like them and and he looks like these people and pe- people keep making that connection and then you get the story with tam so so there's something there. I guess we'll just keep, you know, keep right. kind of talking about it. And, and as you say, once we're introduced to these people and we see their description and we see how um, we see how they look uh, and, how, and how that matches Rand, uh, it just sort of becomes more apparent that there's something going on between him and these people. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, now with that, let's move into... Uh, we can just kind of move along here. Really, this this next chapter kind of goes with that first one. So into chapter thirty six, we we essentially decide, and I'll, I'll set this up, and then I'm going to get your your thoughts on this. Um, we're like like to me, chapter thirty six is more just about we go to the council. They're, they're I mean, loyal is is again kind of like uh, they're told to take him back to Steading Shangtai and and you know um, or promise that they would when this is all done and over. Uh, so they definitely noticed him, right? <laughs> He's been noticed. Uh, and then they, they decide, they show them what happens when you travel the ways and that the black wind can have this effect. They bring out one like this Ogier who has, who is drooling, who can barely walk is, is supported by other Ogier who has encountered the black wind in the ways and they're warning them to not, not take it. Uh, Matt Perrin and Rand all decide, no. We, we need to 
travel the ways. It's like very important that we get uh, to Almuth Plain, that we get to Falma, Tolman Head, excuse me, and you know, meet up, try to try to f track down the horn and the dagger. Matt, by the way, I forgot to mention this. You said this is that he, he, Matt it, seems to be getting what you know? Yeah, more, his more, more and more sick, right? Even though he yeah. was supposed to have been, uh, yeah, supposed to have been healed. I have, uh, yeah, let me see here. Um, yeah, I mean, basically that. Yeah, just that that he's, he's he seems like he's still ill. Yeah, and and the, and the healing that Varen is doing, um, or did beforehand and even uh, after, it doesn't seem to be doing much. At, at at all so that's just, it's the, the urgency increases because that's their friend and they really need to get the dagger back and then take him uh to tarvalin where he yeah. can be healed and separated from it yeah because so. i think varen's tried to heal him like several times right and then we know you know moraine tried to heal him or moraine does you know heal him right in the uh mm -hmm. in early in or well, I guess in the middle of Eye of the World, and she says, you know, I even there, even though she says like I won't be able to fully heal him. So right, right. So that's that's the desperation. You know, again, uh, dark friends and Pot on Fane having the Horn of Valera is not a good thing either. So we have to risk it, and they decide that okay, we're we're going to go down here. We're going to go to the Waygate. They're shown there by the elders, and. The Black Wind is back. Yeah. Majin Shin is there. Yeah. And you're sort of like, Rand knows it. Um, it's very upsetting to to Varen. Like, wait a second. we Because we, I think they think at this point that the Black Wind is just sort of, um, like, at random, it just it just roams. It doesn't really have any intellect. It's no, no, like, no one's controlling it. It's not being, but it seems like, um, like, it can't be everywhere all at once. So of all the places it could be, it happens to be at the door in Kyrian, and now it's there again here in this setting, or just outside of this setting. Like, that seems kind of, uh, th there's a lot, is that coincidence? Is that no, I don't, just I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I mean, they talked about it just being a win, but I'm, you know, I think it's, it might be just, it might be something, it might be more than, than just, mm -hmm. um, you know, like yeah, you there's get, like voices you, and screaming. Yeah, and like nasty. it, it might, yeah. it might be alive, essentially. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so there's something, there's something to that, and um, it's it, it limits their choices. Uh, it's Huron who says, "What about the old portal stones?" And never forget too that Varen is of the Brown Aja. I don't mention this enough, but like one of the things that you that subtly mentioned throughout the Great Hunt and the Eye of the World. Uh, well, actually, more just the Great Hunt. Um, is that Varen, being of the uh, you know a brown, is very curious and very much into knowledge and understanding things. So things like this are are interesting to her. You know that the that the wind is here, and then the idea that we have a portal stone. What's a portal stone? You know, let's let's go check that out. And you, and you think back to Celine, who you mentioned, um, and and Rand's traveling uh, of the use of the portal stone. Uh, er, earlier in this book, now we kind of understand what that is, and we understand some of the markings, and, and like Varen, and he will talk about that. But we decide to basically go use a portal stone, and uh, they're they're taken there by the Ogier. So, and this is this is what you said was was probably one of your favorite uh, chapters. It's actually, do you remember in the Eye of the World? I kept saying I cannot wait until you get to a particular moment because it does it opens a lot of doors. It is this chapter, it's chapter thirty seven 
Um, it's when they when Rand goes there and he takes them through the portal stone. Yeah, and they seem to live these like multiple lives. Well, it's crazy, yeah, because because up until this point, Rand's had all these weird dreams, right? Like he's had all these dreams where he sees you know all of these things, but this one's kind of different because he is seeing you know potential lives, right? I mean, like different different endings, different lives, right? And you know, um, Nynaeve, remember in her trials did saw this but this is something obviously something different because at the end of it we find out that rant that they were in there for months not yeah. just uh <laughs> like not just like you know uh it wasn't just like a one night dream but in this kind of thing right this vision he sees um you know rand's like sees tons of life sees a life where he marries a Gwen, right like he sees um a life where he's a carpenter he sees you know all of these different things and it's it's really interesting to to see like you know what this is what this will happen right and then you know varen's like varen realizes like you know this was like we missed a lot of time like this is crazy mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it, absolutely. So l let me just read a little bit about uh, each of these, I guess. So this is a chapter I do kind of want to slow down on this one, and maybe we'll yeah, see, th how, no, that's, that's see fine. where we get yeah, with the other ones. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So so this one, um, as they're looking at the symbols, and um, Rand kind of picks a symbol that it's like an arrow shooting out of a circle, which is like it's, escape, it's escaping and getting away, and he kind of thinks that's sort of like me. I kind of want to just, that's what I want to do. And so at random, uh, he picks that, and that's, that's important to all of this. He didn't really know what to pick. Um, but he randomly picks that and he makes some kind of connection with his own desire to uh, what he sees uh, on, on the stone because they don't really know how to use it. I mean, Varen is she's actually covering for him and saying that she'll use the portal stone because, again, she was there with Moraine and so on when they were talking about the Dragon Reborn. And she's one of the Aes Sedai that know he's a male channeler that we are not gentling like we did with Loghain, yeah. who we'll get to in just a little bit. So, um, but yeah, uh, the symbol shimmered, flickered, and then Varen says, something is happening, something, the world flickered. The iron lock spun across the farmhouse floor. So instantly there's like a break. If you're reading this, if you're listening, it there's a slight pause, but if you're reading, you'll see like a, a, a kind of a, a break, a break. Um, which yeah, indicates that like something's up here. This is important. Um, the lock spun across the farm house floor ran dropped the hot tea kettle as a huge figure with ram's horn horns on its head loomed in the doorway with the darkness of winter night behind it so we're back to winter night tam is shouting run uh his sword flashed and the trollic toppled uh but it grappled with with tam as it fell pulling him down so there's this fight that takes place and um they die yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> There's a lot of death and, in uh, all of these visions Rand sees, by the way. Yeah, so they, like, he and his father lose the fight to the Trollocs. And then in, in uh, italicized is, so uh, let me read this. So father, Rand screamed, clawing his belt knife from his sheath. He threw himself over the table to help his father, but screamed again as the first sword ran through his chest. Blood bubbled up into his mouth and a voice whispered inside his head, I have won again, Luce Theron. Flicker. So, okay, um, I have won again, Luce Theron. It's different. It's a voice inside of his head saying that to him. And then we have this flicker, and we move on to another life. This goes on for months, you know. Um, Rand struggled to hold the symbol. A dim, dimly aware of Varen's voice is not. And then so you can see time slowing down there. She's still finishing this. this uh, just in 
the time it takes for her to spit out a a sentence, he's lived several lives. Yeah. Does that you know what I mean? So like you can see that they saw now. I mean, this is this is this is a crazy thing that's going on here. He's seeing all sorts of possibilities. Um, but the but the next one is pretty interesting. Rand was was uh, happy after he married Egwene. Wait a second. Rand was happy, and that's what I did when I was reading. By the way, the first time I was like, Rand was happy after he married Egwene and tried to not let the moods uh, take him. The times when he thought there should have been something more, something different. News of the world outside came into the two rivers with peddlers and merchants come to buy wool and tabak. Always news of fresh troubles, of wars, and false dragons everywhere. There was a year when neither merchant nor peddler came, and when they returned the next, they brought word that Arter Hawkwing's armies had come back, uh, or their descendants, at least. The old nations were broken, it was said, and the world's new masters, who used... Uh, chained Aes Sedai in their battles, had torn down the White Tower and salted the ground where Tarvalin had stood. There were no more Aes Sedai. So, anyway, I wanted to get your thoughts. Just like, like as you, it, when when you were reading that, I think you sent me a text where you were kind of well. Like, there's there's a lot. Can I? I'm just gonna read some of the summary if that's okay. That's fine. That's, that's okay. Um, yeah. okay. So yeah, I'm. Let me just let me just get through this whole kind of thing here, right? Okay. So uh, Rand has married Egwene and stayed in the two rivers, but is sometimes taken by bad moods. Um, they have several children, and Tam dotes upon his grandson and granddaughters. Uh, invading descendants of Arthur Hawkwing have long since taken control of the entire continent and completely destroy all Aes Sedai. Egwene uh, becomes the wisdom and is well known for her miraculous cures. She is not able to completely uh, heal Rand from frequent sickness and depression. However, many years later, Egwene passes away, and and in his old age, Rand develops a, a wasting sickness. Trollocs and other creatures from the Blight begin a campaign upon all the lands south of the Blight. During their series of attacks, Rand joins the defending forces, though he is old and several of his fingers have fallen off due to his wasting disease. He has a moment in the final battle where he uh, feels completely enraged by the slight uh the sight of the banner of the forces of darkness, and he feels especially called to fight them. While Rand is busy firing arrows at the approaching forces, in the distance, uh, a trollic runs through him, and Rand dies. Uh, Rand is inconsolable when Egwene mysteriously dies at a very young age. Rand's father, Tam, teaches him swordplay and decides to send Rand to Ilion to see if he can get work as a soldier there. Rand has his money stolen in Berlon, meets men who uh, he is initially attracted to, but finds she tells him too many strange things and runs away from her to Camelin. Rand flounders around until he is able to get a job in the Queen's Guard. Once a great while, Rand has strange feelings toward the daughter heir, Elaine. Feelings are um, improper, coming from a soldier uh, towards a future queen. Rand realizes that he has the ability to channel. Uh, He keeps the ability a closely guarded secret, but he carefully uses it to win on the battlefield, becoming a leader of the guard. Rand becomes sick with a wasting disease. Descendants of Arthur Hawkwing invade, and in the massive battle that ensues, Rand hurls lightning and fire and is killed by an errant bolt of lightning. And this is where I kind of texted you, because then it just kind of talks, Mm -hmm. you know, then it just kind of instead of being a little more detailed about something, it just kind of yes. talks about a bunch. It's like Rand was a soldier, a shepherd, a beggar, a king, a farmer, a glee man, a sailor, a carpenter. He was born, lived, and died in an aiel. He died mad. He died rotting. He died of sickness, accident, age, a hundred lives, more, so many, um, he could not count them. And then uh, they all land with a thud at their destination. Yeah. And yeah. so like it's just crazy. I mean, he sees like almost every possible 
kind of outcome. And I was just thinking kind of about like the, you know, the pattern and the wheel, right? Like, I mean, this is something, mm-hmm. this is clearly something going on with the wheel, uh, showing Rand. Okay. Ev- anything and everything. Right. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like mm-hmm. what my thought about it was, um, because, yeah. you know, like we've talked about, you know, like the pattern, right. And how mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, clearly there have been other dragons, uh, before, right. But they did obviously mm-hmm. didn't, didn't work or whatever. And, you know, when Balzman talks to Rand, like we talk a lot about loose Theron, right. And we, t- and we talk about like these, you know, many, I have fought you hundreds of times and, you know, all of these, all of, <laughs> all of these types of things. And so, you know, generation after generation, after generation, after generation. And so sometimes the pattern, sometimes you're this, sometimes you're that. So, you know, and, but so I thought maybe like something's, something's going on with the wheel, like of time itself. <laughs> right. Right. I know. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah, and the phrase "I have won again, lose Theron" is said over and over and over again. You know, like, and then you get that flicker, that flicker, that flicker. Different light uh, lives lived. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's it's crazy. What's what's interesting is that in 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 each of those, like you can see their their variations. Like, there's some similarities, and then some are completely different. But like, you almost wonder in that thread uh, where he lives a life as a soldier, a shepherd, a beggar, a king, a farmer, a gleeman. Is he? He's still at the core a man who can channel. Um, even in the first one, he has a wasting sickness. Like, like you, you can tell there are people who maybe like they can channel, but they don't even know it. They don't even know what they're doing, and and possibly they get sick from it. Um, another big, a cool connection here, I guess, is that Moraine had told Nynaeve that about why other wisdoms died at such a young age because they were doing things with the power and they weren't guided. And then that that can turn on them in a, in, in a sense. They need to be guided, and that it's a lot of them, uh, most of them will die, and that Nynaeve is kind of the exception to that. It's it's a surprise that she's lived this long, and that she's you know has some control over the power or whatever she can do, you know, her, her channeling ability. So that was interesting because Egwene becomes wisdom and goes through that, but then dies at a young age, you know, and and you're like, what? Um, so there are there's there's these. Slight variations with with some uh, common threads in there as well. So you can almost see like the way I look at it, and I don't really know. And again, I, I would love for people to go to this, the discussion thread on Patreon. Let us know what you really thought of this chapter and what this means for the Wheel of Time and what it means for these characters and stuff. Um, b- because to me, Perrin comes out of it and he says, uh, what does he say? He says something like, um, he doesn't feel that there were that many choices. He feels like, it all seemed to like end the same. Like he would, like there might be slight variations in in what we could do, but ultimately we ended up in about the same spot. Like whether you were a beggar, a king, a farmer, you ended up having the urge to fight the shadow and channel the power. If you're Rand, uh, you go back to what Loyal said and talking about Taviran and talking about like the idea that maybe you would want to be you know, um, like the difference between, well, I, I want to be a farmer versus a, a fisherman. Okay. Not, not that big of a deal, whatever. Um, but you want to be King. Um, I, I, I always think that's kind of interesting because then this portal stone shows us that there's more to that conversation and it's a way more complex even than maybe what loyal told us. So yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And it, it affects these individuals. They come out of this and, um, Inktar is talking about, uh, again, even a more fierce urgency to find 
the horn and walk in the light. Um, Varen is trying to heal everybody. Matt seriously doesn't want her to touch him. Um, Perrin, Perrin seems to be like the most, which is interesting. He comes out of this. He seems to be sort of like uh, things seem to be just inevitable. Like he didn't seem to be that affected by it. Um, but yeah, it, it's they all seem to have have handled it in a different way. I guess when you see all these different possibilities and you see like, oh my gosh, I was I was attracted to men. I I possibly had as a soldier, I had feelings for Elaine. Multiply that by like a thousand. They don't really. Had it's, we have seen all thousand lives, maybe we would have saw like, oh, like he becomes a soldier more often than he becomes a farmer or a beggar. Right. Like it was only maybe he was only a beggar twice out of the you know thousand times, but but he and maybe he was a king once, but he was a soldier for most. You know, so that's the thing that Robert Jordan doesn't show us there um, is that this is a pattern that's being woven and we're trying to create the the wheel of time is spinning it out and it's trying to create something a right. reality that we know. And uh, so we kind of get to see a little bit of that. I don't know. They're, they've always been sort of a mystery to me. And I, I, I know people have looked into it more than I have for sure. So I'd love to get more comments on, on this event because it's as a reader, the first time through, I remember going, Oh my, this is just, wow. There's so much going on. This is crazy. This is like higher level power stuff. Like this is crazy. This is like something I'm going to have to um, come back to later. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Right, and I, I remember saying to myself, "Don't forget about that." What What does it mean? I I remember even marking it in my book originally and going back and saying, um, "Okay, like, is there something that we're learning from this?" Right, and you know, just trying to try, trying to figure it out. So, yeah, overall, pretty freaking cool. You know, like twice in Rand's story, uh, it's rumored that the that Arthur Hawkwing and his armies have returned, and and then it's like, well, no, more specifically, his descendants have returned. That's mentioned twice. In, in, in that. So, you know, again, why do we keep hearing about Arthur Hawkwing and his descendants? Well, well, like that's something that I think to pay attention to. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I guess, uh, so I guess kind of question about this, is it, does it have, I mean, maybe we don't, maybe you don't, maybe we don't know as readers or maybe it's, it'll be too big of a spoiler. Um, is ran like this whole thing happens because you know varen says well like i don't know how to i've never used a portal stone right and so ran's like well all right i'm gonna do it and then he like picks a specific symbol and so i'm like is it something to do with you know obviously not obviously rand using the power but like the power and the combination of a portal stone and the specific symbol he picks uh yeah maybe. why this why this maybe. like whole thing happens Right. Why? Why is it different from their first experience with the portal stone? Right. Is that your, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a great question. Right. Yeah. So is it the, it is this it, it's like, did you pick the right symbol? Which one did you? Because he picks a symbol. He picks a symbol with like an arrow, which has like broken free of a circle. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And so it's like when you go back to like Celine looking at the um, those symbols, it's kind of like, OK, so what? I mean, she seems to have more knowledge about those. And so later on, this is picked at random. We don't really know what exactly he picked out in that first, kind of, you know, like we don't really even know how he used or accessed the portal stone to begin with. Exactly. So, which, which is interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, so from, from what I, so it's a way in which you can travel because clearly they travel uh, a great distance. Um, but then they also kind of saw alternate realities 
and I think they're kind of a mystery. I don't really necessarily know. So okay. Uh, again, people people who who maybe know more about it and want to chime in. I don't even know if it's necessarily spoiler. What I know is that every I always think of like in terms of what a writer is trying to do with like a literary device or whatever. And there's something going on here. You're telling us um, more about the wheel. You're telling us something about the pattern. You're telling us something about alternate realities, possibly alternate, like different lives, different variations of things. So clearly that's what we just read about. And then should I be, should I uh, remember this for later? And I think, I think the answer is yes. Um, but then to get into the nitty gritty of what a portal stone is, it just seems to still be kind of a mystery. And it's something from the age of legends. Um, oftentimes these characters are, well, I think actually, and I could be wrong about, maybe there is more explicit stuff on the portal stone later on, but, um, I, I think one of the, like when I think of that and I think of like some of the ancient things that we have in our world that we don't really know, what was that used for? Why do they have that? Why, why is that there? What are these great wonders? Like, and I sometimes think about the portal stone. I think, well, maybe we, it's, we know some of its functionality we know uh, that it's significant in some way but um not much more than there's just little that's known right i guess right okay which actually happens a lot about a couple different um like artifacts and things okay so okay perfect yeah all right uh let's move on ahead a little bit okay so now i guess maybe we can we can kind of bulk some of this stuff because now we really move into really the next like wave of chapters, uh, which is we're moving into kind of Egwene, Nynaeve back to Tarvalin, right? Flame of Tarvalin. Um, so, uh, which by the way, uh, kind of shout out to our YouTube channel. We've been breaking down how we think the episodes are going to go uh, for the TV show. And right here, I mean, this is one of the things you and I said was, uh, I think they're going to kind of separate some of the, like maybe that episode five and episode six. And here we go. Cause this is the title of the, you know, potential episode six of the show yeah. right so absolutely yeah. right yeah. okay we're in the middle toward the ends of a uh, great hunt so i think it's uh i think it's mm-hmm. maybe looking a little more um just like right okay so um yeah so this is where you know Gwen and Ainee were told right that rand is in danger right and so um now we're kind of focusing back right again on Egwene, Nynaeve, the Aes Sedai, their training, uh Elaine, right? Um and you know this is definitely uh you know kind of interesting right that you know that there's uh you know Elaine kind of bursts in right and says like King Galdrian's dead and there's a civil war. <laughs> like cuz yeah. 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 Right, all that news is coming in, um, and and they're learning more about what's happening. War is breaking out, and how troubling that is, and everything. Yes, yes, for sure. So, um, and we were just there, you know. So we we kind of understand over in Kyrian, like, uh, oh boy, okay, there's a civil war there now. What? Rand, Matt, and Perrin just left there. Uh, Tom's all ticked. Uh, they killed his girl. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 angry. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of. What Elaine uh, is, is letting them in on. And just sort of a reminder, I mean, Elaine um, is, you know, um, here in the tower and is now kind of talking with Egwene and Nynaeve and just sort of a, a reminder, like, that's Queen Morghese's daughter, um, daughter heir to right. Andor. Okay, so uh, one question. Does this take place during the four months or after how did I know you were going to ask me that? And I actually don't. I was. I was actually. Or does it? It does it not really matter. <laughs> I got to look it up. I don't actually. Because they don't. I they, have a feeling that it takes place 
Um, during. I have a feeling that it t- during. Um, yes, but it's not. But there, there's definitely been some. Well, there's been some time passed since we were with these characters in the first place. That's what I'm saying. So I, I they they have been at the tower doing, and that's sort of as we catch up with them, they're talking. You do see some of this passage of time for there to be, have been a civil war in Kyrian uh, breakout. Like time has passed a little bit. That didn't. Um, you know, you you had sort of the embers or the sparking of that when Rand, Matt, and Perrin are there, but but for it to kind of full fledged get in, break out into war, um, okay, there's been it's been a little bit of time, and so yeah, yeah, it's it's happening. This I kind of think is happening while they are in that sort of three month period, right? Uh, while Rand, Matt, and Perrin are there, but then it's also towards the latter half of that. If I, I guess is the best way to, and there's probably an exact time out there. I don't actually know, but I think it's sort of that latter half of those uh, month, maybe you know, gotcha, uh, three or something. Gotcha, gotcha. So, but yeah, okay. Um, so we get to know some more about the dynamics. I mean, last time we were with Nani, we talked about uh, her being accepted and going through that whole process. So remember that uh, night, um, that Elaine and Egwene are novices. Right. Okay. Right. So they're they're novices, and they've got um, a lot to learn. They they accepted <laughs> Nynaeve because she is a wilder, um, and she is strong, uh, very strong actually. Like when you talk we, later on, when we get f- further into this, we can talk about like levels of strength and things. But like it's been mentioned that like th- these girls' potential is great. You know uh, that they have this that this super great potential. And Nynaeve definitely is one of those who... I, I love Nynaeve. Nynaeve is one of my favorite, favorite characters, actually. And um, even though at first, you know, kind of like the tugging of the braid gets to be... She's just so... I love I love her because she's so blunt and just says what's there. And even when she's trying to guard her tongue, she sometimes can't. Uh, she legitimately, and Sir Matt, uh, I think you can back me up on this, reminds me of my sister. Um you know what I mean? Just in how like my sister talks and just the way her yeah. mannerisms. And yeah, things. I can see it. Um, yeah, I can, oh, I can, yeah, yeah, I can definitely see it. Yeah, like like she'll she'll I mean she'll let you know what she, she thinks. will. Uh, yes, she will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but um, so let me think here. Some of the other things that are happening at the beginning of this. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, Min is sitting there. So we're we're getting to see these. So Min. Right, I mean, we're we're seeing men interacting with Nynaeve, Egwene, um, Elaine. All of our like these girls are there in the tower. Men is there because the Aes Sedai think she's interesting, right? She can see see things, has these sort of prophetic um, visions around people, and that's something that they want to study or have access to. So she's there, um, and they're gossiping about Els uh, Els Grinwell. Who was one of the like the farmer's daughter that, that Matt and uh, Rand passed on their way, you know, right. in, in Eye of the World, who shows up there at uh, is is at the tower and is studying as a novice or whatever and has a huge crush on Galad, uh, who you know is super good looking, right? So, <laughs> right, um, yeah, this yeah, is and, and Egwene, yeah. They're all thinking they're all thinking about him. The warders are out there training, and and, and Galad is super good looking. Gawain is there. I mean, Lane. Elaine is very close, remember, to to Gawain. Uh, Galad is a, is a half-brother, not as close, and sort of like when people talk about how good-looking uh, he, he is, she's just, I, I can almost see her like rolling her eyes and then talking about how awesome her other brother uh, Gawain is. But 
uh, yeah, Galad gets all the attention. Yeah, this is when the, th- uh, you know, the thirst starts. All right. I mean, I was like, I, I, <laughs> I texted as I was like, okay, man, geez. I mean, they're just talking about, it. yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, right, again, right. it's it's just, I think, I think it's funny, right? You know, they're, they're, they're talking about all that stuff. Um, so yeah. Um, so like there's kind of, uh, I mean, there's kind of some tension really between all these kind of characters, right? Uh, you know, like Nynaeve and Mint get into it a little bit, right? Where she kind of even then uses the power to kind of like, you know, kind of summons a wind and kind of like knocks her like off her chair or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like there's definitely, so there's there's definitely some like tension building between them. Uh, yeah, there is. And there's even stuff where like, I mean, Nynaeve is not settling in super well or being accepted by the other accepted you know, uh, getting into fist fights and things, but then you're right. There's even this um, little bit of tension because we'll just jump right to it. I mean, Elaine um, is interested and asked about Rand a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Men has been talking to them about what she's seeing. They are interested in these two river boys, in particular Rand and Egwene. As far as they know, is like they're close. You know, as Rand's like essential like girlfriend. I mean, right. you would think like that they're in a relationship. I mean, that's what uh, that's not. what it feels like. Yeah, I but mean, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Uh, but 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 they're not. And so, like, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you're almost feeling that out. You're kind of like, are they? It's you know, you when you when you see two people who are friends, and you're sort of like, are they just friends, or is it more than that, or or whatever? Because um, I think all good relationships, you know, um, that, that are intimate like that, start with good friendship and stuff. So they're just checking to see like. Is she really interested in him in, in, in that way? And is that some of the tension you're kind of referring to? Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, yeah. and, like, and yeah. they're gossiping, right? You know, like at one point, like they're, uh, you know, they're, they're they're gossiping, right? You know, men men whispers to Elaine that Nynaeve got into a fist fight, right? With the with the accepted, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like she over when she overhears them gossip, right? That's when she uses, she like gets angry enough. Uh, to channel a wind, right? That knocks men off her chair, right? You know, like, and then she mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. says, you know, you can turn me in if you want, you know, like for, you know, like I for for doing that or whatever, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's more just like a, like a catch up on who Shiriam is, the mistress of novices. I mean, you're learning about the warders, you're learning about the dynamics between novices and accepted. Um, the fact that men is there, that she still has those viewings. That's a reminder. Um, they're talking about. Uh, channeling and not being guided and not being, uh, not burning themselves out. That was a big thing. So as they're kind of playing around with the power in their room, like Nynaeve is warning them to be careful. Like you could burn yourself out. Like it's dangerous. You, get, you like we need more time and training with this. And and these girls are just sort of like we're good. We, you know we can do this. So yeah, we're kind of getting caught up on all that. And that's when Leandrin, uh, Leandrin Sedai pops in here. And just burst into the room, and she's of the Red Aja. Uh, we we kind of learn uh, again, going back to the start of this book, learn about her. And I mean, you know, the Red Aja right now as a reader in our mind, they're are they good? Are they bad? I don't know. What do you think? Sir? Yeah, I mean, I mean you know, we've 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 heard that mentioned a couple of times, and some people have been like, well, you know, the Red Aja. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I I, right. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I mean, they're still they're still Aja. I mean, they're still, you know, I would ha- have to kind of imagine initially, well, uh, you'd think initially they're good. I mean, obviously this, you know, we're assuming everyone's read all the chapters so far. Well, Leandrin does turn, may not be so good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. In this batch of chapters, we learned that Leandrin is not 
Uh, this is not good. So let's just talk about that because she comes in here and she deceives these girls and she gets them to believe that Rand uh, and Matt and Perrin are in trouble um, and that they're in danger, but that these girls can help. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's crazy. You know, like it's what you, you look back and it's like, how did they not? I mean, you're in a tower full of all of these, you know, other Aes Sedai. What, what the trick that she plays on them is to make them believe that they are the only ones who uh, can be trusted to help because that these boys are special. Whether Leandre, whatever Leandrin does or does not know, um, they know a little bit about uh, Rand, Matt, and Perrin and their significance. And so you, you really don't want anyone else to kind of. It's good that they're not the White Tower in their mind. Like that, I think it's like they're safer away from the White Tower, and now they're in danger. Um, so you're trying to logically piece this out, right? And Leandrin is coming to you saying, "Hey, I can only trust you guys because you're friends with them, but I know that he's in trouble, that they're in trouble." So she's able to convince them to travel all the way to Toman Head. Yeah, you know. Yeah, to use the ways. Yeah. So it, it's just it that's that's essentially what happens. I mean, there's there's a lot more um, you learn about Leandrin. There's all these little indicators that what you start to think is you know, that you, real quick. Um, also, yeah, Leandrin yeah. mentions the Black Aja, and they're ever yeah. they all freak out like why like you know like <laughs> right right that's something that's scary to say. You're not. I mean, that's not something they're supposed to be talking about. Right. So, um, yeah. Let me actually. Let me see if I can find here. So, um, yeah, Nynaeve threw her hands up. Perhaps you can say something to convince her. She told men. Um, so, Elaine, I want to mention this part because this is important for later on. Elaine, being the daughter heir, is super worried about coming on. She doesn't want to miss out on the action. So, even though she's been told about the Black Aja, Leandrin is sort of like, we got to go. Um, Elaine just told us that she's in, that she's, you know, she's bringing up, and actually at this point, um, earlier, I'd kind of talked about some stuff that happens a little bit later on in these batch of chapters, um, but they—they've. She suddenly brings up Rand, you know, and Min um, talks about a, like the viewing, you know. So that is mentioned, but it's not—it's just subtle, I guess, at this point. But regardless, Elaine is interested enough in that she knows this could get her in trouble. So it's sort of like not even just with like, the Amarlin seat, but her mother, <laughs> who's queen. So it, it's a big deal that she decides to go on on all of this um let's see yeah Nynaeve and Elaine worry that Leandrin a member of the Red Aja may have unpleasant plans for Rand right um they're puzzled at the idea of Moraine and Leandrin working together so what's pitched to them is that Moraine needs their help and they do kind of trust Moraine and they're thinking you know, okay, maybe that Leandrin was there with Moraine. Maybe there was some, you know, connection or, or that they talked or whatever. And, um, yeah, men, uh, let's see. Oh, Elaine and men return, having eavesdropped on the conversation from the other room and determined to accompany uh, Nynaeve and Egwene. Min tells them that her viewing gives her a sense that they should stick together. Uh, Nynaeve starts making plans for the departure and uh, Egwene privately continues to worry about Rand. So, just, just more of the dynamics, too, so you understand a bit about the White Tower, because I don't think I talk enough about the Aes Sedai and the White Tower. Um, except that they're not necessarily supposed to be in the novice quarters and hanging out not with, with novices, but Nynaeve is, and she's very new here, plus she doesn't really kind of fit in. 
So when Leandrin comes in here, she splits them up and she tells Min um, and uh, Elaine to, you know, peace out. She wants to talk with these Emmons fielders. And I think that's also another sell. It's not like it's not like whoever's in the room we're going to trust, but specifically Leandra wanted to talk to Nynaeve and Egwene. So that sells it a little bit more too in their mind. Like, okay, you're, you're talking to us. The other two were just eavesdropping. So, okay. Right. Okay. Yep. So they go through the ways and, um, again, we get the whole spookiness of the, the ways essentially right. we learn more about them. Um, it's definitely not, it's, it's, it's scary. Leandrin though can navigate them, which, um, I guess should have been kind of a red flag as you're reading this. I think once you figure out that Leandrin has set them up for this trap that you you look back and you go, huh? Okay. Yeah, a lot of this didn't make sense, and we should have maybe saw this coming, but we fell right into this just like Nynaeve and Egwene did um, because she's somewhat familiar with the ways. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, the ways are not something that everybody knows about. So the fact that Sheena kind of knows about it, right? I mean, it's okay. That's kind of interesting. I mean, what's going on there? Right. Right. So, yeah. In, in, uh, and so in chapter 40, basically, they arrive there in, in Toman Head. And this is when Leandrin tries to hand them over to the Shanchen. And this is this is a pretty crazy moment. Okay, so Nynaeve, I want to get your reaction to this. When Nynaeve just goes, what what I would say is, you know those moments like I I, I Oh gosh, I'm gonna break form here. So uh Dragon Ball Z right. when you used to talk about like the like the channeling and the sort of like the leveling up or whatever. Right. I cannot wait to see what some of this looks like in a TV show. Because Nynaeve just, they're, they're caught here, they're in this trap. Nynaeve is super angry and, and upset. Um, the High Lady Suroth is there, so this is the Shanchen. Uh, Leandrin is handing uh, these girls over. We learn more about the Shanchen and that they don't like uh, Aes Sedai. No. And they don't like anyone, really, who can channel uh, that isn't collared. So they're really there's some tension be, between Leandrin and High Lady Suroth, um, but she's brought these girls and and is supposed to. I mean, this was seemed to be a, a setup. This is a trap to get these very powerful channelers to the Shanchen. Why that is? I mean, I think that's still a question that, that you maybe uh, have, Sir Matt. Right? Like, what the heck? You know, why why is she bringing them here? Um, but they escape. Um, so Egwene is captured, uh, Min is captured, Elaine and Nynaeve get away, and it's just like, well, real, I think well, it's, real a, quick, it's a big real quick, real quick too, to right? I mean, Nynaeve. we should talk about the, the collar, because Egwene gets that collar, yeah. right? And then she's alarmed yes. that she can't really do anything with it on, right? It's, it's, it's almost like some sort of, uh -huh. yeah, like, you know, holds in your power, right? You can't do anything. Right, that, that's true. So it's you're, you're caught off guard, and it, whether I... That's a really good point. So if they would have, if Nynaeve is closer and she's the one who they surprise and put that collar on, boom, instantly, dunzo, you can't do anything. So then it's up to Egwene uh, to, do, to have that awesome power moment where, where you're kind of saving people and, and, and you know, causing some chaos so people can get away. Right. Um, but it is that Egwene is, is right there and is, and is, and is collared. Um, and it's Nynaeve who gets furious and then is able to kind of you know, escape, but it's just a really crazy 
they're they're in a, a crazy situation. I, we we didn't see it coming. I remember. I did you see it coming? No. Did you actually think that? Like no. Yeah. No. Not a, no. Not at all. Because and then it, it is it is totally a surprise when Leandrin turns out to be you know kind of bad or whatever. It's like whoa. I mean like because. You know, right. she comes in and she's got news. And at this point, we've only met like good Aes Sedai. I mean, we've heard some people say like, oh, I don't trust them. But like, you know, yes. Tom Marilyn talking about not trusting them. But you can just see like, well, you know, when you deal with the Aes Sedai, they cause trouble. Um, but, you know, then we've also heard about like, well, the white cloaks. Right. You know, you think about them and they're kind of like, well, on one hand, they seem to be good. But at the other hand, you know, they also cause a lot of trouble. So, um, you know, but again, those are just like big orders. Right. We, we've yet to meet somebody like a specific person in the Aes Sedai that has been like, oh, uh, yeah, you know, like like double, you know, I don't know what's the word I'm mean? like two faced. Right. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, the only other the only other thing you could you could think of is. Uh, Celine, right? Who Rand keeps saying, "Wow, you remind me of an Aes Sedai." She's just, just crazy upset about it. Yeah, but, I mean yeah. that's right. I mean that's it. That's the only other person we've met. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I guess here's another question. Since we're at this point, um, and this is just reaction, just whatever you think. There's no right or wrong answer to this. But the what did you think about um, Egwene's experience having a caller on, and and so. Just to, just to kind of, I'll let you think about that for a second. So, um, the, in in the Shan Chen culture, uh, a suldam is a is a woman who controls a damani. Uh, damani are those who are collared or leashed or what or whatever, and it's this device that is put on them that basically they can't do anything unless the suldam uh, allows them to do it. They're at their beck and call, sort of, and they they are kind of servants. Um, I mean, slaves, if you will, seriously, like it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, they have to do what, what is said and that sword can cause them great pain if they don't. So, I mean, just thoughts on, on that. Like that was pretty, it was pretty crazy experience for, for well, I, exactly. Yeah. Well, like the biggest thing is that then, uh, you know, you just think about like, well, then she's, she's unable to do anything, Mm -hmm. right? Like she, she wouldn't be able to channel to try and save herself. She wouldn't be able to do anything and so then you just kind of like it's kind of like oh hey because at this point it's like there are the people who can channel uh are just you know it feels like okay well they're pretty safe right like we've yet to see somebody i mean outside of like loose theron in the prologue um who can channel not have that as kind of like their backup well now it's like oh we've got like something not necessarily of total equal power but of something of somewhat equal power in a way that could actually render them useless so that's Mm. definitely like oh if they have this device right that's a pretty i mean that now the the the, yeah it's It's game feels a little level yeah Yeah. a little leveled right right it does it does and that you're right because you start to learn like okay these these who could challenge the Aes Sedai seriously exactly right no one no one uh oh, okay wait uh the like we we just showed up here and there's this new thing and that's also what robert jordan does that i love is he knows what's coming and that's just what is fantastic about this and has mentioned damani has mentioned uh some of this that's going on there on almuth plain and we know a little bit about it uh it's been referenced with the white cloaks before remember we had that big conversation about white cloaks uh, uh last time right. or maybe the time before that so he knows where this is going but yet is just bold enough in his writing style to say, nope, here's this new thing. Check this out. And this is what I uh, like. He does seem like the type of writer who is an architect who has this built 
and it's just like boom, boom, boom. I know how I'm, I know how I'm going to counter this, like like the strength of the Aes Sedai. I get that they're super powerful. Who could challenge them? What what would you know? Why would anyone you know? They're bound by uh, you know. It's 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 hinted that uh, when they're in the tower, they're talking to Nynaeve about what it means to be an accepted and what it will mean when she is full Aes Sedai and and the oaths that you have to take that sort of protect mankind from them being super powerful. But now you have these uh, Shanchen who are not from this continent and they are not good. They don't seem, they well, I'll say they're not good because they just collared Egwene and I love Egwene. Okay, so that makes me mad that they did that. And it definitely is a major sort of, you know, um, it's, it's, a, it's a point of growth for Egwene. She's a novice right now and she's just learning how to channel and it's like, as a Damani, she goes through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, and is hurt a lot, and really understands the consequences. You, you know when you get in that life or death such, like situation, and like a kid doesn't understand that walking along the side of that cliff, like like what that what that can mean, um, right. and how dangerous it is, but if, if you've fallen over a small cliff and you didn't like die but you have sort of like a it's, it's you know it's 10 feet or something broke your leg or something you're like oh boy that, that that'll kill me if i get too close to that like Egwene is now understanding that i gotta be like the power can be used in all sorts of crazy ways and that if misused this is how destructive it can be and then just also you know uh, what i would say is, a, is like an evil thing in the world so i don't know yeah no absolutely i mean it it is i mean they don't Exactly. They don't they don't know like the the sheer significance of their actions. Right. And what it and yeah, what it what it could lead to. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Right. I mean, because uh, like it's just it's like it's like now as the world expands. Right. And this is what I think. I think I think this is why, as you said, Robert Jordan has these characters kind of level up. I think it's the world building. And, you know, this is like one of the things that he's told to be really good at uh he does really well right because it's like well we're gonna need this we're gonna need at some point you would need something to kind of challenge uh like the channeling i guess Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. you know and so i think it's really interesting in the last two chapters right essentially uh rand goes to use the power because at this point he's been using it and i mean everything's gone pretty well uh, and then, you know, the Aes Sedai, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's just like, well, we'll just channel, right? It'll be fine. Okay. Well, now we are starting to get essentially some sort of challenge to that to be like, well, channeling isn't the end all be all. Okay. It doesn't, nece- it doesn't necessarily guarantee you this, um, like free pass, like this get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's going to be way more to this people who, who, who maybe are more powerful or rules or other, um, you know, like this collar, the Sean Chen, exa- exactly. So everything seems to ha- has its its counter. One of the things uh, Robert Jordan's been praised for is is that um, like his magic and like the the magic that system that he kind of creates is really good and really interesting. And when when there are checks and it's like okay, um, yes, this person can do that, but here's how you can counter that. It's strategy, and that's why those strategy games sort of you know um, this this lends itself well to that because. You know, it's it's like you don't have to just. It does, it's not just power on power. There are other ways. Uh, and I, and again, I cannot wait until you learn more about all of this because there's, there's just so much more, and it just keeps building and building and building. And it's it's really neat. And so, um, t- 
to help us kind of with the rest of this, you know, there's the, the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from, from reading this portion is that Egwene is greatly increased in, in the power and she's, she gets a lot of practice using it. She finds that she is, has a strength in earth, one of the five powers and that, that uh, it's typically strongest among men, but she is, she's very good at it. And, and she starts to kind of train in how to delve the earth and seek out minerals and pull those up and things. So that's kind of cool, interesting for Egwene, learning about that. But then there's punishment, the culture. Um, Rena, uh, who is who is kind of holding, is her suldom uh, and mm-hmm. has is, is holding her, her collar. Did you catch the part, too, where, like, you she can leave the be- collar? Yeah, well, she, well, she thinks that she, like she thinks Egwene could be like you know she sees the power in Egwene because she's like wow she yes. ended up being really valuable to me right exactly and she's a great prize and so it's like if she does a good job it, this sounds terrible to to say this but essentially and people talk about the problems with Wheel of Time they talk about some of the things that aren't as good or, or that the, that were hard to kind of read this is one of those things that is hard to kind of see Egwene go through this. Let's just be honest about that. Uh, you know, it's it's terrible to see her treated in in such a way. It's almost like she has a shock collar on her right. and is and anytime she does something wrong, she's struck with extreme pain. Um and so she, but but yet um Rena is just sees it as in like I'm training what is not even a human. They don't see them as as human. They right. treat them like an animal. And, and then again, it's animal cruelty. If you even go that far, it's just terrible. It's it's, it's awful. What's right. happening. Or slavery. I mean, that's another. Yeah, that's, yeah. exactly. What it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly what it is. And so it's like, OK, so she um, I mean, the, one of the things that was interesting. So you, you can leave the the, the um, uh, collar there and, and you can leave and they can't touch it. They can't lift it. They can't do anything to it. And you can't get it off. She can't get it off. She can't even use the power to figure out how to do that. It, it hurts her. Um, and when she tries to attack her Suldom, whatever attack she sends on her Suldom is rebounded on her and she ends up hurting herself. So it's just, there's really no way to, to get out of this. Um, so that's all, you know, kind of going on. Meanwhile, Nynaeve is trying to figure out how to get it off and how to save her friend. She doesn't leave. They, they go, they are chased down um, and, the, and she and Elaine are able to get away. By the way, uh, Min is there st- still with Egwene trying to help out as best she can. But she's basically told, like, if you're good and you sit over there in the corner right. and you don't do anything, you're fine. We're not going to hurt you, etc. You're just going to, you know, stay there. Boy, if they knew what Min could do and if they understood. Uh, in, in oh, that, yeah. They, that she can has these like kind of other prophecy stuff that she can see. Oh, yeah. visions. Absolutely. Yeah, that would have been that would have been bad. That would have been really bad. Uh, what, what happens to Egwene is so bad that she's given another name. Tuli, like she's she's called right. a different name. Her name is taken from her. I mean, this is it's it's crazy. It's despicable. It's terrible. And so so, anyways, that's going down. Um, and, and the other thing is that Rena is also. I think I said this, but like hoping that to the Empress or that to the Blood or whoever is above her, that she can gain glory and honor and renown or whatever. Through her Damani, through Egwene, as you said, realizing that, oh, she's powerful and she's, we can do a lot with her. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's something that she's kind of thinking about and that sucks because that means Egwene is someone they really don't want to give up and that they're not, they're going to keep a close eye on. Right. Uh, but don't worry, 
because Nynaeve is out there and, and, and Nynaeve is, she's awesome. She's a boss, but right. she's trying to figure out how to, how to save her. Right. Right. Well, Nynaeve, well, she does. I mean, she, yes, she, she does. She kind of Nynaeve, uh, you know, this is a good Nynaeve moment, right? Where she basically just gets to come in and kind of, you know, like save the day. Well, I guess the question is, um, do we because the way they have the way the chapters in this go is kind of weird because you have this uh Egwene Nynaeve chapter, right? Um, and then you go back to a Rand chapter, but then you go back to the Nynaeve Egwene chapter, right? Yeah, I, I figure we just table the um the Rand chapter for for later, right? For they, okay, yeah, because then because then the rest because then yeah, because separate. Then, Right, because yeah. then the rest is Egwene Nynaeve, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of yeah. it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird that it's even in there. Like I would have just had it sectioned afterwards, but but whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Because I, I, to me, what's really exciting is after you know Nynaeve comes in and rescues her uh, is when they're on the run, right? I think that's like kind of like kind of a really interesting part, right? Where. Um, you know, they're talking about like uh, they're trying to figure out like, you know, we need food, all this kind of stuff. And then Nynaeve's yelling at Egwene like, hey, we don't steal. Uh, and Egwene's like, well, I mean, we got to do what we got to do. Right. <laughs> you know, like like well, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You mean when they're like running from the Shanchan? You mean, you mean like right. Elaine when they're right. When they're yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Elaine. Yeah. 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 Not, not, yeah, not Egwene. Yeah. Sorry. 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 Yeah. 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 But they're working towards that. So you're right. And it's. It's funny. It's interesting. Not funny, I guess. But that Elaine, who is uh, from royalty, is right. having to kind of uh, they, they, they've got to make it. They've got to figure out what to do here in Falma. You know, the big thing, uh, the big takeaway there is that everyone they spoke to was very afraid of the Shanchen. And it's because that they have Damani, women who can channel and they they use that power against people. You know, like they'll hurt you with that power. Like that's a big deal. Plus, they have soldiers. They've got all sorts of other things. They have mo- like yeah. the creatures so the Demani, that are mentioned. Like you know? the Demani, the Demani in, in almost an odd way is like the reverse of a warder, kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess like it's sort of. Um, I guess if you could say that the the Adam is is a uh, bond, so, you know. Um, but it's really it's it's this collar, it's a device that they're using. They're not actually creating like a bond, and they're not using like they're not actually they're not controlling them in that way. They're so kind of like that person is like the Damani is doesn't have an agenda. You know, it is not tr- trying to say like that woman is not saying okay, I'm you know I want I want to destroy that building. It's the Suldam and it's the Shanchen who are saying this is a weapon. Like these are women who they all they have is a device that they know if I put this on a person who channels, I then can use that person for whatever I want. Well, and, can can yeah. can't Moraine can't Moraine do that with say Lan? Like can't she force him to kind of do whatever she wants? They do say, and that is mentioned because that because that, that's because that, that's kind of what she said last time. She did. She she said like I haven't like like really compelled him to do anything. Right. Um, or, yeah. So. They don't do it, though. I mean, it's not something that you should right. do. But, the, um, but theoretically, but, they could. Yeah, I think they can. I think because sort of what I mean, what she's explaining to Land there is that, like, instead of him seeking the shadow and dying, she's not going to have that. So she has done something to their bond that when it's going to pass over to somebody else. Right. And then he will have to seek that person out like he, against like he may desire to go end his own life or follow Moraine to the grave, 
but she's not going to allow that. And that's, I guess it's, it's not exactly the same, but I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's a similar idea. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't like the idea of saying that they, that they can compel their warders to do exactly what they want to. They don't really do that. I mean, could they, I think, you know, I'm just gonna say possibly. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Um, so, based upon what Moraine said there with Lan, I mean, clearly, like he would want to go die, but she's saying no. I'm not gonna let that happen. Well, wait, how can you do that? Well, she has a bond with him, and so from there you infer. Well, okay, she can compel him to seek out another sister who his bond is passed to. You know what I mean? I that, yeah, that's I against. You. That's kind of against Lan's will. I mean, you know, he's got to go do. That's something he agreed to do, though. So he agrees to the bond. It's not like they, you know, right? Yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just thinking about the like the power of the bond itself. Like it's, is yeah, it and similar? I could, I, like, and I, I could, and I could extend the conversation to other things, but it, I'd be spoiler. So I'm just, I got you. Know. I gotcha, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. That's fine. All right. Yep. But um, it's a good question though, because you are trying to figure out like what's the relationship between what the Sean Chen are doing and then what the Aes Sedai are doing because they've got Damani that they've brought with them. Uh, we learn, you know, Gwaine is in, is in sort of this compound with other Damani and Rena is telling her, you know, sort of a, like how you should behave. If you don't, I'm going to rename you. Um, she gives her a story about like how um, the, how the collar was created and how that all went down and, and also what happened to other Aes Sedai who, didn't listen you know it's it's yeah so it's it's a bit crazy but back to Nynaeve though and just her trying to go around and find people that she that can help in this situation she she's able to really she can't even talk like a ship captain into uh helping them you know kind of get away Bale Doman by the way who we mentioned uh I think yep. last time or the time before yeah right uh <laughs> as, his, Doman. as his as his favorite I like this guy. I like him a lot. Um, she seeks him out, and he's ready to go. Let me know um, when. She's kind of saying, like, when the time, you'll know. You'll know when that, that time happens. Don't leave. Wait for us. Um, you know, um, they talk about payment. They talk about uh, service and things like that. So he's pretty cool, and he's there kind of waiting. Um, he agrees to, to, to wait and, and, uh, and possibly and, well, and, and help them. So. I think that's kind of where we leave it, right? So, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Let me see here. What is there? Is there more? No, we. I think. I think we decided to kind of stop right there because the next batch of chapters, we're gonna re- the action. Well, actually, that's it, right? Oh my gosh, that's, that's the last part. That's it. That's all the. That's it. We're going to the end of the. We're going to to the end of the book. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it really picks up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, oh gosh, it's always fun for me because I I am. Uh, Again, it, yeah, the, yeah. The next coming the next, back to the, this is yeah. The next episode will be what forty four through fifty, which is the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. So so really really neat. But yeah, they're just they're setting up here, uh, Nynaeve and Elaine. They're trying to get in there, sneak in, see what they can find, figure out like how to help Egwene. And you don't even really know what you're up against. I want to say this too. So Nynaeve is is smart in that. Like I'm not just going to rush back in there and channel and try to take on the Shanchen by myself. That's foolish. You're just getting it captured yourself, right? And they have other Damani there who, you know, I mean, you're going to fight 50 other Aes Sedai, one on 50, I mean, or something. I don't know the exact number, but she's got to do some investigative work, and she also has to have a plan for escape, and that is really where where we'll leave it, I guess. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, man. Well, do, uh, we already kind of answered one pigeon, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we just wanted to kind of talk about some of the you know comments over on on YouTube and, and that's in right. general. Yeah, yeah, let's hold that up. Yep. Yeah, there there was uh, there's been some interesting ones just about uh, the the sequence of the show. We've been kind of talking about maybe how things are going to break down there. So we're going to shift back, I guess, to some show conversation. And again, um, anyone who wants to send us, I'm going to start calling it a pigeon now. Uh, send us a pigeon <laughs> uh, at gmail.com. And if it's about the show, if it's whatever, again, the discussion thread on Patreon is still always open and people can go in there and I'll pull some of those to kind of talk about. If you, if you have comments on the Portal Stone, go leave us a comment about the Portal Stone. If you have comments more about uh, the Shan Chen and their culture and this what's happening to Egwene, you know, I, I feel like I kind of shortchanged it a little bit because it's just awful. It's kind of an awful experience. And I really, it's kind of hard to read, you know, it's kind of hard to, to, to see Egwene going through all of that. So that, that's all I'll say there. Um, but yeah, so, so we decided to, to bring up some of this stuff in the YouTube, uh, some of the YouTube comments, because we've been looking at what do you keep, what do you cut in the show? And if you're interested in this, great, stick around. We'll kind of, I'll make this short, but the general conversation, Sir Matt, has been about how do you take the Eye of the World and the Great Hunt, which we are now, we've only got six or seven chapters left in this, uh, so you, you've experienced it in uh, a significant way. Like how, And we're not, by the way, just so you know, on, on YouTube at this point in time when we're recording, we have not finished our sort of like our march through the, as, as Sir Matt learns more about books one through three, we're going to try to as he learns about it, he and I are going to talk about how that's going to influence and, and impact the show. So just to make that really clear. Um, but yeah, we've been talking about like, how do you combine this? How, how do you turn Eye of the World into four episodes? Which is essentially what we've heard is going to happen. More so than that, we've even heard that they're going to introduce some new spring stuff. Uh, which you and I, all you know is that that's a book before. It's a prequel um, that I have been told by many people best not to read until afterwards yeah and some people some people will say otherwise and that's okay i don't really think there's a right or wrong i think it wouldn't have hurt if you did it also i think it's fine i i just like this this is the way it came out it's the way robert jordan you know yeah kinda wanted you to read it so um but yeah that's that's a lot to pack in episodes one through four and so I don't know, that's really what we've been talking about over there on youtube is how do you split that up what do you do with tom Marilyn's character what do you do with uh land and nynaeve like, like, like these big reveals about channeling and what the girls can do. Like, how in a show do you introduce that? So we thought we'd give you just a little, a little taste of that and kind of respond to some of the comments. You got some of those maybe pulled up? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I guess first we should kind of say, I guess for maybe those of you guys who haven't checked out our YouTube, um, the what we've been what. What we've kind of seen is that it seems like the pace they're going to be going on is maybe four episodes a book, which seems like a lot. Um, mm -hmm. But I guess the more I think about it, right, you that would be roughly, you know, if you figure 50 minutes-ish per episode times four, right? So, you know, you're, you're, you're over three hours. Well, that would be roughly like a movie- Right. Like, you know, like a extended, extended movie, a book. Right. Which is kind of mm -hmm. like which is which is, uh, I mean, 
kind of crazy really uh so yeah um yeah so let me pull up i guess is there a specific chapter or is there a specific maybe episode you want to talk about or just kind of um i guess really just those first four i mean like the, um, whether it's episode you know one uh through four um just in short i guess i'll do um just it's kind well, of a okay. plug for our youtube because i'd love for folks yeah, exactly. to come over and kind okay, of exactly. interact so, with us there exactly so like one of the one of the episodes we did was uh big question are they going to show the prologue right in the first episode? Are we going to see that loose Theron chapter? Um, and we had been kind of saying it. And this was really kind of uh, got a lot of people talking over on our YouTube. Um, some people were saying, um, you know, do you do you spend time doing that or do you maybe show it in a dream? That's some of the things we were saying. Uh, this lady, Heather Nicole, said, hey, guys, I had thought of how they might include this. Um, think of the scene where Tom is introduced and he's giving a preview of his talent by reciting the story of the prologue to the villagers, right? Like maybe Tom is kind of saying, you know, this would be an awesome way to weave it in. So maybe Tom is is uh, the story he's telling us, right? We see this gleam in um, and he's kind of telling the story of Luce Theron, right? Like, mm-hmm. ooh, that would be that would be like, uh, you know, kind of kind of cool. And then you wouldn't have to actually show his face. Right. Which wouldn't be, you know, like, you know, for, you, you know, I mean, he's so casting and stuff like that. Um, yeah. You can hold exact, off on that. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. You can hold off on that. Right. Or you do your, you know, Rand has some dreams. Right. We talked about maybe you do it. You have some of that stuff show up in his dreams. He doesn't really understand what's going on um you know and so uh yeah so that was like a there are some definitely some comments on some people said one advantage to that would be it would be um exactly yeah you wouldn't have to show his face on the other hand there's a small issue uh you know there's some important parts in the prologue right that you would need to see in the story and you couldn't really have those spread out right because they come up later uh you know when rand Mm -hmm. fights balsamon or, or you know uses the power i guess right at the end he doesn't fight balls mod, but where he uses the power um at the end of eye of the world right and so mm-hmm. that's definitely something to, to take into consideration another thing um let me pull up here um let me, let, the, let me, while you're doing that, let me let me comment real quick on the loose darren thing because this was fascinating and again um we're trying to get <laughs> sincerely we want more people to come over to the youtube channel because we're doing some really fun interesting stuff there and we're interacting with a lot more of the fandom so again here's the horn on youtube go check it out subscribe the video I think I would I would uh, send you guys to is the one Sir Matt is just referencing, which is Will Loose there and the Dragon be in episode one of the Wheel of Time? Like, how do you do that? And I think Rafe Jutkins has kind of uh, hinted at that. Yeah, you have to you have to have that. It's so important to everything else. But it's like, how do you do it? How do you execute it? Is it through Tom? Um, it, like some folks are saying are, are, are kind of saying you don't show it right away it's not the opening it's not the like the very first minute of episode one it wouldn't make sense for people and some people are saying you start maybe uh, so unraveling the pattern is lauren who has a uh youtube channel as well and is covering wheel of time talks about the idea that maybe you would want to start on the road there where rand is noticing this cloaked uh figure that is that is following him you know kind of set it up like that and then even when Moraine tells the story of like Manetherin, maybe you don't tell that right away, or or if you if you do, you weave in some of the loose Theron stuff, or you just show up at the Wine Spring Inn and Tom Marilyn is telling um, stories. Although typically he's talking about the Great Hunt and he's talking about the heroes right. of the Horn, um, but maybe you could use you know some of his storytelling to to highlight what happened during the breaking. And it is important because like we just found out in in this batch of chapters, it's important to understand why the Ogier have a why the longing comes on, why they 
what happened to them during the breaking of the world that everything kind of stems from that the world was broken um why is it that men can't channel you you need to know you need to understand how dangerous it is for a man to channel so i think you need to have it right out the gate you know i think you need to show us that loose theron went mad why do we call him loose theron kinslayer there's a reason for that and then you're like yeah i definitely don't want um my main characters to be anything like yeah, like that seems awful how you do it though is fascinating and i i would I, again i lo would love to be sitting there um at the studio not giving my two cents on it but listening to the conversation around what are the ideas on how you pull off loose there in telemon and how do you bring him in and d does he reoccur yeah you know another episode uh we know we haven't posted this episode i don't think yet as have we the poss the possibility of the uh um naive Land, land stuff i don't think we i don't think we that episode has gone no, up on yet. youtube yeah exactly so kind of teaser for that but um coming up you know we talk about well if you're on this pace right and some of the episode titles have been kind of leaked i guess or you know you supposedly leaked or whatever um you know we we talked about well the episode six might be if you're into the great hunt would probably be the episode where you see uh Nynaeve's trials right and, you know, in, in this upcoming YouTube video, as and I talk about the idea of, well, that might be kind of weird adapting that to TV because in the book, you know, where it's you're, you've already read all of the eye of the world and you're like now halfway or, you know, or, or like into three quarters of the way into a great hunt when Nynaeve, uh, you know, goes into her her trial and she sees that potential life with Lan. Um, but in the show if you do that you've only been six episodes and so it's going to be like well how do you do that right like is she still is she going to be like in kind of love with this guy who in the in a show time would feel like we just met right like yeah. and now she's having yeah. this like future of us living together and all this kind of stuff and so they're just they'll 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 hit different right because of the book you know we've like there's there's been a lot about it right like land you know hey you could like go you know Moraine, her and Moraine talked about my bo your bond like he's mm -hmm. you know just there's just a lot right like so it's just different in in a tv show so that's so that's some of the stuff we talked about over there on youtube and uh i think it's pretty cool i think i think uh you know you guys should check it out and check out some of those uh youtube videos we have about the uh, the episodes and let us know what you guys think too because you know i think sooner or later uh we'll get a tra tv trailer yeah, and, and I wanted on that on that note, I wanted to mention to to our current listeners and to future listeners, which is kind of crazy to think about because we 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 anticipate people coming you know into this, and it's hard to kind of think about that when you're current and you're in this. But like as you go over there, you know, people I've talked to people on the on the Daily Trollic Reddit. I've been, I've uh, uh, messaged a few other uh, Wheel of Time creators here recently, and I've had to let them know that the reason are uh show analysis is the way it is is because like when they want to weave in like oh maybe it's this plot line from book four book five it's like well we can't i am not, i i right I, yeah. with with certain i'm not I, there I yet do, yeah i don't do that i i'm going off a really simple idea of just maybe you take book one and then wherever we are in book two we're kind of adapting that so when you go look at that just keep that in mind also keep in mind that the show may already be out and those are old videos and go look at the great stuff that we're doing which is by the way uh we're doing summaries recaps we're also doing um kind of like a look at and i'll mark everything spoiler and non-spoiler i've been trying to do more of that over there because youtube will be a little bit more spoilerish 
uh, we're doing sort of like what we're describing. What is a shadow spawn? What does it mean to be Damani? What does it mean? Like, like we're doing sort of tutorials on that. So, but we'll market, uh, trying to create a system where it's like, maybe you want to know about Damani, but you haven't got to that point yet in the book. Well, you need to know that you need to be at book two and uh, this way, this, this portion of the way through it before you watch that, unless you want to be spoiled. You know what I mean? It's really kind of tough because you're navigating a whole group of people who are coming into this. But if you, some people want the spoilers, some people want to know that stuff. So you market as such and there it is. But it is fun. And I've reached out to people over on our Patreon to say if you want to help in any of that or if you have scripts or artwork or whatever and you're into that kind of stuff, reach out to me. Send me a message uh, on Twitter. It's at Womperat underscore 2M. That's my Twitter handle. It's probably the best way to you know, maybe directly uh, get a hold of me or send me a message on our way, um, even our Twitter on uh the Horn of Valir, uh, that'd be great too. I could, I can message you there. That's where I'm messaging other Wheel of Time creators uh, or send us an email uh, at thehornofvalir at gmail.com. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, guys. Well, as, I mean, I think that's it for us for today, right? So that that's pretty much it, man. We're going to go back and we'll cover some of that um, stuff where, where Rand and Party kind of show up there in Falma on Toman Head. We'll talk more about that in the extended edition. All right, guys. Well, we want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we're going to be discussing the end of The Great Hunt, which I believe is chapters 44 through 50. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exciting. Yeah, exciting. So uh, if you like our podcast, uh, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message or a pigeon (laughs) at thehornofvalier at gmail.com. We will see you soon. And remember that the grave is no bar to our call. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.